everyone everyone is a plural being meaning everyone has two sides two sides to their nature i do and i have a negative side that seems trapped and it can only operate inside of my current circumstances this side of me focuses on the practical the got to get done list the worry list what are our top 3 worries that don't have enough how are we going to make it we also have a highly keen and aware positive side this this is that higher self and this is the thing about the higher self man this is the thing it's in tune with the infinite it's in tune with infinite impossibilities there is no beginning no end this belief this self believes in me even when my other self doesn't and at times listen at times the two selves inside of me are at war man i want to be positive i want to be happy i want to think good thoughts and yet and because and what if and sister mom dad job friend girlfriend son husband i don't know I don't know what it is. But I do know that that war, that struggle, that pull, that twist on my soul is alive. And every day I feel it. So do you. Maybe you don't as express it like I just did. Maybe you don't share it with <clears throat> thousands of people like I do, but I struggle. And I deal with pain and I have heartache, man. It's so deep, man. And I talk about being 10 foot tall and bulletproof, but so is my pain. That I promise you. The pain and the suffering. And in the midst of the pain and suffering and the moments of joy and good time and cheer and friends and moments of inspiration. But sometimes when I'm alone, I think back, man, when I'm like 14, maybe 16, and man, let me do that again. Let me be 16-year-old GP, man. Let me do that again. Come on, one more time. I fucked up some things. I did some things wrong, man. Man, I hurt some people. I lied. I cheated. Shit, I might have robbed and stole. And in a sense, I did. Stole people's attention. Stole their hearts. <clears throat> Told them to trust in me. And then I let those people down. And sometimes nature, it just feels cruel and the cruelty and inside of that are these two selves man 
And on one side, it's tapped in, man, to a beautiful thing. Infinite possibility. Man, you can invest in Airbnb. Why not? You're nobody. Who are you? Who am I? But I can. That's the little me that dreams. And if I could have one, maybe I can have five. I'm greedy. But my greed benefits others. And yet, so many have so little. And I'm so greedy. And I have so much compared. And I feel so broke. And I feel bad that I feel broke. Pendulum continues to swing. And you will deal with this the rest of your life. The two selves. This is the state we find ourselves in. Man, if only I could be 16 again. Where I wasn't. So I didn't swing as far as to the left and to the right when I was 16. I mostly slimmed to the left because I, I could do anything. I could be anything. I got plenty of time. I'll fix it later. I'll apologize. I'm so excited. I didn't mean to. This little boy in me. Man, he sees the world through rose-colored glasses. And the kid inside of the man that I am now has this persistent belief that the world is his playground. I'm not responsible. I'm just here to play. <laughs> I do these events at my house in New Orleans. I'd like to meet you there, man. I don't know who listens to me. I know this, 1% of less will actually ever make financial independence. 1% of people on earth will hire in America. Not much. So that means 99% of people are living in a delusion that you have time, I'll do it later, when this happens, after the crash, blah, blah, blah. It's a constant state of excuse to put off for what you know you need to be doing. For the mission you were called to do. I don't know what that is. I'm just sounding the trumpet. And just like I was called, you were called. And at the core of that calling is fiscal responsibility. Infinite possibility. It believes the stock market could make me rich. If you don't believe that, you definitely aren't on the side of the infinite possibility. You are swinging more towards the logical. It tends to be overlorded, overloaded by fear, indecision, and doubt. And so you spend most of your time there. Oh, we don't want to do that. That could be risky. Everything is seen through the eyes of risky. Not the, see, 16-year-old girl, rose-colored glasses, baby. When I was seven, you, you could be anything. And at a certain age, they're like, hey, hate to drop this bomb on you, but you're fucked. You have no money, no actual skills. We're not going to pay you to do shit. And life hits you real hard. Oh, by the way, it actually is unfair and it really does suck and no one's going to help you. Somehow you got to come to realization with that. Some people turn to God. They're so assured they think they figured out God. Oh, I know God. As if that's some easy shit to just say. <laughs> I can't manage a checkbook. He can't get me a paid for car. God can't help me get any real estate, but I'm all in on God. What kind of God do you have, man? Shit, most of the people I see serving God are broke. 
And yet the Bible that I read is full of abundance and prosperity. And so is the Quran, by the way. And so does Buddhism. Buddha said you are what you think. Shit. Most people, if you gave them $10 million, what would they do with their life? How much of it would you lose immediately? Just because they gave it to you. I mean, you'd fucking spend it. Oh, bro, I'd look at it for a minute. I'd just look at it in the account. Because I have so much respect for the amount of human energy that it took to create that balance that I can't imagine giving it to somebody. Oh, you're going to have to give me something really, really super amazing. Like shit ton of money. You're like, what do you mean? I mean, I'm not giving you this money unless you give me a whole bunch of money. Why would I give this away? This buys anything. See, the thing about a car, let's say you go, well, I'm going to buy a Porsche. I love Porsches. My friend Welby's got one. My friend Chris Johnson's got a Lambo. Fucking beautiful. But so is 500 grand. Meaning, I'm not at a place in my mind where I can make that exchange. Meaning if I woke up and had 10 million tomorrow, Lambo's not on the list. Because that goes to zero. I won't enjoy it that much. Because what I really like to do, I want to put it there. Meaning I like to trade stocks, bro. That is it, man. I like to trade stocks, make money, teach, invest. Nothing else. Like that's where I'm at, man. I decided to do me, to be me, to be happy all the time. And it gives two fucks about other people's opinions or I'm not going where they want me to go. I'm not going on vacation when they want me to go on vacation. I am never working for anyone else again. That is the power of fucking real estate. I don't need a fucking job, dude. I don't need a job to live. I wake fucking up. Therefore, I get money. The power of owning assets once you own them and understand the power of money and understand this idea of entrepreneurial investing and you take control of yourself, your mind and your, your natural thoughts and the things of interest to you and you begin to systematically apply them to a blueprint or a philosophy or a process that has a proven track record, you will get proven results right in the science of getting rich. That there is a blueprint. There is a process to getting rich. And if anyone, whether on purpose or accidental, doesn't the book say that? This is the Science of Getting Rich podcast, right? You do want to get rich. Why else would you listen to it? You're like, well, I can't get rich. I'm not a doctor. Well, maybe you need to tune into the highly uh, keen, positive, infinite side that says, well, there are pathways, there are options, but you have to apply yourself and do it. And you say, yeah, but what it? And then the other side steps in. And maybe I can't be 10 feet tall. Maybe if I was just six and a half. And so the moment they get the free $10 million, they already bought a car. They already bought a new house, bought mama this, did that, moved this, did this. They end up, but as fast as they, every day they wake up, they have less. They are vessels of consumerism. And this is most people. When just living doesn't make money. It's spending. Meaning when, when Warren Buffett wakes up, he's fucking richer. He can't spend the money he makes. That's on purpose. He did that on purpose, not, not accidental. And he's not the only one. man. 
There's tens of thousands of people like Warren Buffett. There are tens of thousands. There's like 5,000 billionaires. It means it's not fucking impossible. 5,000 people did it, right? Five, so many thousands of people climb Mount Everest. Some people, like now these are extremes. You don't need a billion. So as we began to break that down, we realized that the whole game is fractal. Too. You might be nine years old, 16 years old, 32 years old. But for some reason, the pressure of time as we go old, grow older, fear, indecision, and doubt takes in. The logical side takes in. And everything is doubt, fear, limit, no, put it off. It's all the negativity. And we serve our lower self, not our higher self. And that struggle ensues. Most people with the $10 million would write, they'd buy this, buy that car, buy this trip. They immediately spend, spend, spend. Their true nature comes out. They buy this and it's all consumerism, depreciables, stuff that devalues over time. And as long as they spend their money on depreciables, consumables, they really don't have a real desire for building wealth. And well, that's probably why you're not wealthy. It requires a sustained desire for seven to 10 years. Back it up. Did you hear what? A sustained desire. A desire is like an emotion. It's, it's, it's like uh, people say to me, oh, don't punch your emotions. Man, I got all I got is fucking emotions, man. I get up in the morning because I'm pissed. I come into this market because I feel like it owes me something, man. I know the system. I know that 70% of the time stocks go up. I'm fucking no. You ain't got to convince me, man. And so any fear, indecision, and doubt you have, I don't have it. So I don't share that. Here's what I do know. Stock market averages 9 to 10% a year. Period. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That's true. There's empirical data. So we are playing a rigged game. Once I know that, I know the standard. The standard is 9% return a year. So if I value wealth, I need to understand what I'm talking about here. What is the average return of the S&P 500? What is the average return of bonds? What is the average return of emerging markets? There's people that own international stocks have no fucking clue what they own. They're doing it because a percentage ratio by some fucking stranger told them to. I've got this much in bonds, this much in this, and this much in this. Who told you that? Well, it's common accepted practice. Less than 1% of people ever make financial independence. Is it because there's no system or mechanism for them? No, they got it. It's called 401ks, IRAs, SEP IRAs. Because the shit they're doing doesn't work. What they've been sold is a lie. You can't do it in saving 10% of your income. Let me let you in on something. I can teach you all the bullshit in the world, all the real estate, about dividend stocks, about this and that. If you commit only 90, 10% of your human resources to the process of your, if, if you value wealth building to the tune of, I put 10% in, you will never be wealthy. Nope. Ain't going to happen. You don't have a value on it. 90% else of your values over here. You mean you value everything else more. You spend more than that on your house. You value your home more than your wealth building. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just telling you the truth. Most people spend more on a car payment than they do put in the stock market. They value that more than trading. 
They value that more than dividend stocks. They value that more than real estate. People can sign for a $50,000 car like it's nothing. Talk about buying a property, it's fucking freezing. Man, do you think I should buy one? Why? It might go down. You didn't say that when you financed your car. Listen to what I just said. Back it up. Did you, did you listen to that when you financed a car? All the other debts you've taken on, did you go, oh my God, what if the price comes down? Then why do people do that when it comes to real estate and stock? Who cares? Everything you buy, the price goes down. Every fucking item you buy in your life goes to zero, virtually, except the real estate you own, the businesses you own, and the memories or the skills that you create for yourself. All of the food you eat is gone. The electricity you spend, gone. The swimming pool will stop. The car goes to zero. All the clothes, the trinkets, the things you spend, the vacation, all of that goes to zero. The real estate you own will be here when you're gone. You can pass it on for generations. That's why there's wealthy families. Because they value wealth building above all else. Now, When you say it to people like that, they act like that's something, something weird. Like, oh my God. Jeez, you would value wealth building more than, yes, more than having car payments. Call me fucking crazy. Yes, more than a large house payment. Call me crazy. You say, why? Time. Freedom. Financial freedom comes through the process of owning assets that appreciate and produce cash flow, period. And you get those by valuing it and setting your time, your money, and your energy on the process of it. And you're not going to do that if the two selves that you have inside of you are split. Now, this is what my new ebook's about. GeraldPeters.info. Go to G-E-R-A-L-D-P-E-T-E-R-S.info. GeraldPeters.info. It's like 30-something pages. And if you read it and follow it and listen to it, it'll make you a better salesman, better father, better investor, better trader. It'll make you better what you're doing. Promise you, you'll be better. It'll be the best $27 you've ever spent. I don't, if you, I don't know how you can even like me or call yourself my friend. You haven't bought that book. I told a guy that once. He's like, man, that's kind of, I might take offense to that if I was your friend. And don't be my friend. Because my friends would buy the book. Apparently, I'm not their friend. I mean, if my friend owned a restaurant, I'd go there. If my friend sold insurance, I'd ask him about a policy. If my friend sold cars, I'm hoping he's going to hook me up with a car. Right? So, I mean, all my friends feel free to contact me and go, hey, Joe, what do you think about this stock? And I say, hey, what do you think about buying my book? That's it. It's just, a. It's, you, you see what I'm saying? Same for you. All of the money that you want is in the pockets, purses, wallets, checkbooks, credit cards of other people. If they don't know who you are, how do they give you your money? So if you don't know who I am, how do I, how do I get your money? Hmm. Power of social, power of other people. People need to know you. Stop hiding. All you guys that are hiding, you're broke. I watch a lot of people. Here soon, I'm going to start talking about social media marketing. And I watch a lot of people, in my opinion, do it wrong. You're not personable. You're not cool with your phone. You're not getting down with your phone, man. You're taking bullshit stage photos. You're not intimate with it. You're not talking to your people. You're not all up in it. You're trying to use it like a billboard. That didn't work. People don't feel connected. They need to hear you. They need to see you. They need to feel you. What would that look like? A book. 
see me, hear me, feel me, touch me. You, what do you mean, touch me? I do events at my house. Touch me right here. Have a beer with me. I value wealth. You value wealth? Let's talk about it. Above all else, I value wealth. Now, I mean, I'm saying above God and all that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about with my money. My money. Rule number one, wealth. Wealth. It's not optional. And so every decision you make, you need to make through the lens of wealth. Now, that doesn't mean every decision is going to be perfect. Doesn't mean you're, you might be forced at times to do things that won't make you wealthy. But by fucking acknowledging it and putting thought on it and thinking it through, you're at least held accountable. Pillar number 10 of the 10 pillars of success. Pillar number 10 is what? Be, take full responsibility. So value wealth. Say that. Define it. What is wealth? Right? I say making money. Trading stocks is making money. That's not wealth. Wealth is the money you don't need anymore that you stack up forever. That's going to earn the 9% a year. Like having $100,000 in the S&P 500 is an amazing accomplishment and it's a beautiful piece of wealth. It's worked all of our existence. All the way back to the 1800s. Yeah, it goes up and down. But that gives you a chance to get on cheaper. And if you value wealth, you, you understand. The, the, but if you're turmoil, if you're all fucked up in the head, if you constantly swing to the pendulum of the side of the logical and the sensible, the practical, and what about the risk and the fear, indecision, and doubt, and you never swing and to the side of uh, infinite impossibility that I could own an Airbnb, I could do these things, I could be debt-free, I could start a business, I could be a singer, rapper, writer, I could do have a following, I could start a new business, I could buy an apartment building. It's all this infinite impossibility. It's infinite. It's infinite, man. It's there for you, man. It's there for you. Everything you ever wanted. This universe was set up and created for you. It gave you it. The reason you were born now is, it's like, hey, here's the blueprint. Drop him off over here. Drop him off in, in Nebraska, right here. That's where he needs to be. Because he can boom, boom, boom. Claim it, man. Claim it. Less than 1%. Claim it. Claim it, man. You have to value wealth. This is the one place, the one world, the one country. This right here, this place in America is one of the few places where there is a workable blueprint, a pattern that anyone, regardless of age, race, or financial situation, could apply, could put themselves into and begin to create a duplicatable result that people came before them were able to do. But you have to apply. You have to believe. God bless. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Peters. 
You can find out more about me. Grab a copy of my free ebook, You Don't Have to Die Broke, at geraldpeters.info. Send your friends there. I'd appreciate it. You know, you know, I won't follow up with them or sell them. I only do business with people who want to do business with me. Um, uh, if you like trading stocks, you might check out my book, The Money Flow Trading System. There's a bunch of us that trade inside of community over on Discord and uh, have some alerts set up for trades that meet a criteria of our strategy called the Money Flow Trading System. It's not just mine. It's the universe's. I didn't create it. God did. And I'm just here to share it. Okay. So um, if you'd like to be involved, all of that, just hit my thing and it'll take you to all that great stuff, man. Appreciate you listening. God bless.